We are in the fourth week of a series today that is called Next Level You. It's all about believing who you are in Jesus to help you become more of who God created you to be. And if you're here today and you're not sure what you believe, you're in the right place. Hope is a place to belong first, no matter what you believe. Come on, you are just right for Jesus, just like Samantha said. Last week, we talked about how you are loved. We talked about how God is love. He demonstrated his love through Jesus, and we are the object of his love. And when you know you are loved by God, it changes your whole life. We've also talked in this series about how you're a masterpiece created in the image of God to bring him glory, and you're his chosen ambassador representing heaven on the earth. Come on. And as we hear these truths, we want to take them throughout our week. We want to get them in our being. We want to receive them, believe them, and live them out. Because chances are, at some point in your life, you've heard the wrong thing about yourself. There have been things repeated over you that might not actually be who you are. Maybe somebody told you that you were shy. That's what happened to me. I remember being a little girl and my mom always saying, oh, she's shy. And so I thought, I'm shy, and I would hide behind her legs. But it turns out I'm not shy. <laughs> Come on. When I saw what God said about me and how he says I am bold, when I saw how the people who had been with Jesus were bold, I wasn't shy anymore. I chose to be different. I chose to be who I really am and become more of myself, which is not shy. And now with my kids, you know, whenever somebody says, oh, they must be shy, I'm quick to help them move around me and say, they're not shy, come on. We're not going to live in fear of people. We're going to become who God made us to be. And I help them to not be shy anymore. When you believe something, because it's been repeated over and over, psychologists call it the illusory truth effect. The illusory truth effect. And this is your brain equating repetition with truth. For example, you might have believed some of these following facts as truth. One of them is that your brain only uses 10% of its capacity. You may have heard that raindrops are shaped like tears. You may have heard that bats are pretty much blind. None of these things are true. We've believed them because we heard them repeatedly. The truth actually is that we use almost 100% of our brain, even when we're sleeping. The truth is, raindrops, they look like um, hamburger buns, because when they fall from the sky, they meet air resistance, which flattens out the bottom of them. The truth is, bats aren't blind. They can see three times better than humans. They could probably see four times better than me. I don't know. <laughs> it's not true. Your brain won't remember the truth unless you repeat it and you relearn what you've already learned wrong. Come on. So if you've repeatedly said something about yourself, even if it wasn't true, you'll start to believe it. If other people have repeatedly said something over you, even if it's not true, you may have believed it. But that doesn't make it true. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has become. Come on. That's the truth. You are new when you've trusted in Jesus. 
And as you hear what God says about you because of Jesus, and you believe who you are by faith, you are transformed from the inside out. And as you're intentional about replacing old mindsets with new truths, you become who God created you to be, the person that was always in there from before the foundations of the earth. Come on. This is not self-help. This is real power and life change that comes from Jesus. The truths we're talking about, they're not just good ideas. It's the authority of the word of God that changes you from the inside out. It's not behavior modification focused on the outside of you and doing the right things, but it's internal transformation, embracing who you really are, who you were designed to be, and who you can't access without Jesus. So today's truth is that you are highly favored. Tell the person next to you, you're highly favored. Now tell the person on your other side, because it's true about them too, you are highly favored. And we get this from Ephesians 1.6. It says, Now all praise to God for his wonderful kindness to us and his favor that he's poured out upon us because we belong to his dearly loved son. God has poured out his favor on us. Other translations say he has highly favored us. And the word for highly favored there in the Greek is herito. It means to pursue with grace with undeserved mercy. His goodness is running after you, just like we sang about today. It means to surround you with favor, to surround you with approval and acceptance, to surround you with his benefits. And it means to honor you with blessings. We receive his blessings. He pursues us to give us mercy. He surrounds us with approval, and he honors us with blessings. We are highly favored. Come on. And he does all of this through his kindness because we belong to Jesus. Point one today is that you are highly favored because of Jesus. You are highly favored because of Jesus. It's kind of like Steph Curry winning the NBA championships. So Steph Curry has won three championships. They are playing today, I think. Um, but he has trained. He has worked out. He has practiced. He has done all the things to be a winner in the NBA. And he's got the fruit to show for it. He gets paid $13,000 per minute of NBA game. That's awesome. $13,000 that he's worked for. And he's married to Aisha Curry. Do you know how many NBA games she's played? Zero. She's an amazing woman in her own right. She's educated, she's had great jobs. She's never played in the NBA. She's about my height. It would be pretty weird if she was out there on the court trying to, you know, earn a title for her husband. She gets to enjoy what he experiences just because she's married to him, just because of their relationship. She enjoys everything he already earned. She doesn't try to win finals. She doesn't get a job to try to pay him back when she spends his money. He already won. And as his bride, she gets to experience what he's already earned. The Bible says that we are the bride of Jesus because of his finished work on the cross. When we have a relationship with him, we get to experience the favor that he already earned. We don't try to earn it. We don't try to pay him back. We simply receive it. His death on the cross solved the sin problem that we've had since the Garden of Eden. And when we believe in him, 
we can get back to the abundant life that God created for us. We respond to his gift by becoming the bride that he made us to be. We're highly favored because of Jesus. Psalm 512 is one of my favorites. It says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. God is surrounding you all the way around with favor. His favor is behind you in your past. His favor is in front of you in your future. His favor is beside you, walking with you through everything in life. Come on. I love that so much. We are surrounded by his favor. Psalm 8411 says, The Lord gives favor and honor. He holds back nothing good from those who walk in the way that's right. This verse is not about us walking perfectly and earning favor and honor. Because you might be thinking, I don't know if I always walk in the way that's right. Sometimes I stumble. Sometimes I'm not perfect. Jesus did walk in the way that was right. Always. He lived the life that we couldn't live. And he died the death that we should have died. And now he offers his favor to us. And his favor makes it possible for us to walk in the way that is right. First, we receive his favor. Then we walk in the way that is right. First, we believe in him. Then we become who he created us to be. The more you get to know Jesus, the more you want to live to honor him. The more you want to bring a smile to his face. It's like relating to your spouse. You want to please him, and it motivates you to become more of who he made you to be. He's cheering you on. Sometimes we fixate on the places where we miss the mark. We try to do better. But when we do that, that's like staring at a donut and hoping that we lose weight. Like, okay, I have an eating problem. Let me stare at this donut. I just need to focus on it so I don't have a problem anymore. No, staring at a donut will make you hungry for a donut. The point isn't to focus on the places that you fall short. That's not going to help your life. It's to stop thinking about you and to start thinking about Jesus. Come on. Quit thinking about your sin and fix your eyes on your Savior. Come on. Hebrews 12.1 says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We want to lay aside the things that hold us back, the things that keep us from living life at the next level. We want to look to Jesus, the finisher of our faith. He said, it is finished. So this doesn't mean that we force ourselves to stop doing the wrong things. It doesn't mean we stare at the things that so easily entangle us. No, it means stop carrying them. Put them down. Those things are not who you are, and they have no power over you. When Jesus said, it's finished, he meant it. Come on. He already won. It's up to us to receive it and run. We run the race that he marked out for us. The favor of God is not a formula. It's not a set of rules that you follow to get what you want. It's a living, breathing, dynamic relationship with Jesus that changes the way you see God, and it changes the way that you understand God sees you. There's one more place in the Bible that talks about highly favored. It's when Mary was chosen to be the mother of Jesus. 
So it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to her in Luke 1.28. He says, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I love that. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Why did God choose Mary? What made her so special? She wasn't favored because of anything she had done. She was favored because God was with her. If God was looking for someone to be Jesus' mom who had all the right credentials, he would have chosen Elizabeth. Elizabeth was the mom of John the Baptist. She was a descendant of Aaron the high priest. She was married, that's helpful. She was married to a priest. The Bible says she was righteous before God and blameless. She walked in the way that was right. If I had to choose, I would have chosen Elizabeth. She has a better resume. But God chose Mary, Mary, a normal person from Nazareth, Mary, a teenager engaged to a tradesman. The Bible doesn't say she was righteous or blameless like Elizabeth. She was just Mary, highly favored Mary, because God was with her. You don't need to be anybody else to find favor with God. Come on. You don't need to be anybody else to find favor with him. You are highly favored because God is with you. And in the same way that the angel greeted Mary, you can say that over yourself. You can say, I am highly favored and blessed among women. I am highly favored and blessed among men. Wake up every day with that expectation. I am favored and I'm excited to see God's favor in my life today. Luke 1.30 says, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You don't need to be afraid because you're highly favored. Right here, right now, no fear, just like we sang today. God is on your side. He's for you, not against you. And he's working everything together for your good. No matter what you're facing, just like Mary, you don't have to be afraid because you have found favor with God. That unexpected bill, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. That lost relationship, Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Come on, that setback at work. Don't be afraid. You found favor with God. It might not look like what you're expecting, but choose to believe it. You have found favor with God. That's the truth. So the angel said, Mary, you're blessed among women. You're going to give birth to a son. And here's the other part he didn't say. People are going to think he's born out of wedlock. And he's going to be the savior of the world. And also, you're going to watch him die on a cross. But God's going to use it all for your good because you're highly favored. When you know Jesus, it doesn't mean bad things never happen in your life. It means you can expect God to use them for your good. You can get excited. You can say, don't be afraid. I'm highly favored. During the first eight years of our marriage, my husband changed jobs four times. Every single time, his job would start really getting good, and the company would move away. And they'd say, do you want to move away? You want to move to Tennessee? Do you want to move to Texas? We'll pay you more money. And we're like, no, 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 no. We want to be planted in our church. The Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord flourish. So we chose to put God first every time. And he did what he only always does. Every job was better than the last job. One of the jobs, there was hundreds of applicants, 
And they said, for some reason, his resume just went to the top of the pile. At his last job, they interviewed him, and they're like, you don't really have the experience that we're looking for. And he said, if you don't hire me, you're making a mistake. That's the kind of faith of a person who knows they are highly favored. And of course, he got the job, because that's what God does. When we seek his kingdom first, everything is added to us. God has a part, and we have a part. Point two today is that God's part is favor, our part is faith. God's part is favor, ours is faith. Favor does no good if you don't believe that you actually have it. If you don't respond to it by faith, if you don't walk according to it, you might as well not have any favor. When the angel appeared to Mary, she said in Luke 138, let it be to me according to your word. That's powerful. Let it be to me according to your word. She didn't know all the details. She had no idea what to expect. She had enough faith to say, let it be so. And she got an agreement with what God said. Because of Jesus, we could say the same thing. Let it be to me according to your word. Amen. Let it be so in my life. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. You know how many promises God has made? I looked it up. The Bible scholars say he made 7,487 promises to us in his word. That's so many promises. And all of those promises are ours because of Jesus. And that's his part. The next part of the verse, he says, so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Our part is to say amen. Let it be so in my life. Let it be done to me according to your word, God. Our part is to claim his promises by faith, to receive them, to respond, and to run our race. If we'll have the faith to say yes according to his word, he will transform our lives. We just have to have the faith to get started. The Bible talks about faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. We have faith not to just believe that Jesus saves us. Sometimes I think that's the easy part. The faith that we need is to believe his promises over our lives, for our life to the full, the way God created us to live, our next level life. When we have faith, that attracts God's favor. Mary responded in faith. When the angel appeared to Elizabeth's husband, Zacharias, he responded in fear. We're going to look at it at Luke 1, 12. It says, When Zacharias saw the angel, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Don't be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. That is so cool. Your prayer is heard. I would love to have angels appear to me and say that. Your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you should call his name John. And you'll have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. This is really good news. Verse 18, Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. We're old. <laughs> and the angel answered and said to him, I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. That's crazy. I want to imagine this is like a really powerful moment of I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and bring you glad tidings. But behold, you'll be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. 
So Zacharias spoke the facts to the angel. I'm old. She's old. I don't know if this is going to work. And the angel's like, I stand in the presence of God, and I come to bring you good news. But because you did not receive that good news in faith, I'm going to have to shut your mouth so you don't speak death over this baby. Because in all of creation, we're the only ones created with a voice. And our voice has authority. And our voice, our words create worlds. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And the angel knew if Zacharias was allowed to keep speaking, he was going to speak death over their miracle. So he closed up his mouth until the baby was born. Mary spoke life. Zacharias spoke death. Mary spoke faith. Zacharias spoke fear. In the same way his mouth had to be shut until the baby was born, Mary's voice caused the baby to leap for joy. Come on. Luke 1.41, it says, It happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed. Mary's voice was one of belief. She believed and she was blessed. What voices do you allow to speak into your life? Are they people of faith or people of fear? Are they people of faith or people of facts? What voices do you speak over others? Do you cause their dreams to leap within them or you cause your dreams to die? Do you crush them with the reality of the situation? What language do you speak over your life? Let it be so or oh no. You want to speak words of life. You want to speak God's word over your marriage, over your children, over your career, over your parents. When you wake up in the morning, don't dread the day. Expect God to use you in your day. Come on. Get excited because you're walking in the favor of God. Expect to have favor with your spouse, with your colleagues, with your clients and your in-laws. Expect God's favor to surround you like a shield because it is. Expect in faith. His part is favor. Your part is faith. We're going to close by looking at Joseph. This isn't Mary's Joseph, but this is the Joseph of the Old Testament. This Joseph was highly favored by his father, and he was sold into slavery by his brothers. We don't have time to get into all the details, but you should read it this week. The Bible is so exciting. Genesis 39, 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and the Lord gave him success in everything he did, he found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Just like Mary, the Lord was with Joseph. And because the Lord was with Joseph, he prospered. And because of the favor of God in his life, he found favor in Potiphar's house, and he was promoted. He found favor with people because of the favor of God. When you're highly favored, people notice. Don't apologize for that favor, because your favor is not just for you. It's for other people. Genesis 39.5, from the time he put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The whole household was blessed because of Joseph. 
They weren't believers. They weren't following God. It doesn't matter. They were blessed because of Joseph. Later, Joseph would go on to be promoted to be the second in command in all of Egypt, right under Pharaoh. And all of Egypt would be blessed through him. Through seven years of famine, they would store up enough food because of Joseph. Then Joseph's whole family, who betrayed him, would come and be blessed through him. Point three today is that favor flows through us for others. Favor flows through us for others. God doesn't give you favor for you. He gives you his favor for your purpose. You have favor wherever you're at right now for other people. Ask God to show you how to take the favor that he's given you, how to take the influence that he's given you, how to take the money that he's given you, the skills that he's given you, and be a channel of his favor for other people in your life. A couple weeks ago, someone from Hope Church got a $6 an hour raise at work, which is really good, right? They are highly favored. Because of that person, their whole department got a $6 an hour raise. Come on. Someone from another department was walking through and they said, it's not fair. Why did this department get a raise and our department didn't? We do the same work. I'll tell you why they got a raise. It's because she is highly favored. Come on. And the favor of God happens through you for others. Because of God's favor, the people around you will benefit. Because Joseph was favored, the whole nation of Egypt thrived. Because Mary was highly favored, the whole world gets to have a relationship with God through Jesus. We get to be highly favored because we belong to Jesus. And all of God's promises are yes to us because of Jesus. And we choose to say, amen, let it be so in my life. And today we want to give you an opportunity to believe in Jesus. When you belong to Jesus, you're highly favored. And it starts with belief.